We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA Front Office Show, a special live Father's Day episode because the big news, it happened. Bradley Beal being traded to the Phoenix Suns. Keith, I hope you've got those Beal bells fired up. Here they come. Get the Beal bells going. (laughs) The Beal bells are ringing. Yes, that is Hell's Bells. Uh, I think for Washington, the question might be who, for whom the bell tolls, though. (laughs) They told for me, Washington. What a disaster for the Washington Wizards, the Phoenix Suns, getting Bradley Beal for just point to an empty room. (laughs) Chris Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and pick swaps for Bradley Beal. Now, I guess, Keith, let's start with some of the um logistics of this trade i would imagine chris paul the guaranteed amount on his contract has got to be going up in order to facilitate this correct correct it's likely to go up somewhere north of 25 million um is is the range you'll need to get into this is a little weird uh this trade seems like it is very much happening like now-ish in this league year. So for Bradley Beal and for Landry Shamit, it'll be their salaries for this current league year that, that are involved in this trade. But the Chris Paul's salary, because his salary is only partially guaranteed for next year, they have to use next year's salary. So anytime it's a non-guarantee um, or a partial guarantee, you count for the you, you count at the amount you're guaranteed for. In this case, mm-hmm. case Chris Paul's at $15.8 million. That's going to have to be increased to probably $25 million plus. We'll see when the trade actually gets pushed through. We'll have a better sense of the details. And then what will happen is they, they will come in. Uh, that'll be the salary match. It'll be Shamit and Paul for the salary match. The mm-hmm. Suns have six tradable second-round picks. I wouldn't be surprised if it's – not almost all of them going. Yeah. And then they can offer, I believe it's three pick swaps. Uh, they they do not have a first round pick that is tradable because all of their picks are owed already to the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets from the Kevin Durant trade. So it's going to be pick swaps, second round picks. And for the Wizards, it's, you know, Chris Paul, we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll discuss that here as we get mm-hmm. into it. I, I don't know where you want to start, which side you want to start on, but you know, I, I'm ready either way. 
let's I guess let's start with Phoenix. Um, I think that the big piece to this, and this is I mean, I guess it's all kind of interconnected because when we talk about Washington, the no trade clause killed them. I mean, just killed them because the the word was I think it was yesterday that that yeah, you could do a deal with Aiton, but that wouldn't get the deal done for Bradley Beal. Like he's looking yep. at it going, Oh no, wait, I want to play with Aiton. No, I want to play with Booker. No, I want to play with Durant. So <laughs> yep. oh no, no, wait. If that guy's in the trade, then I'm gonna say no. I would be shocked. And look, Bradley Beal was the only guy with the no trade clause in the NBA. So it's not like this is a common thing. I would be shocked if we see anybody get a no trade clause for a long time because teams are constantly going to point to this and they're going to go, nope, we can't put ourselves in that position. Um, but the fact that the Suns were able to hang on to Aiden, that's critical for them because right now they're staring down a roster where their build is going to be Durant, Chris, uh, it's not Chris Paul, it's going to be Durant, Booker, and it's going to be uh, Aiden as well as Beal and minimums. And that's going to be <laughs> and campaign and campaign. Yeah, I imagine they'll they, keep they, him now. You, assuming they you keep him. Yeah, but minimum salaries the rest of the way. You need yep. somebody who can play defense. You need yep. somebody who can yeah. who can defend. Somebody, you need got, like five somebodies. You need a lot of guys who can who can yeah. play defense. Right? They've got yeah. a lot of guys who can score, but they need defensive players. Finding those guys on minimums won't be easy. So I do wonder, Keith, if the next move is breaking up Aiton into like two or three guys. It very well could be, I, and, and I promise, I'm not trying to make a cheap Lakers joke here, but this is similar to when the Lakers kind of handed Frank Vogel a team initially with, or I guess not initially, but his second year, year, yeah, third year. With no but defense. It was, hey, Anthony Davis, well, I guess he's going to defend all five guys and, you know, split himself, uh, you know, Marvel style and run all over the court, you know, super speed and everything else. Cause he was the only one who was really playing defense. That's, kind of where the Suns are at. Now, KD can be a good defender. He's not always a good defender. He's not going to bring it in the regular season uh, very, very much because it's just not not what he does at this point. But mm -hmm. you, be in this current environment, you would be relying on DeAndre Ayton to be the backbone of your defense. And he's only been a, you know, so-so defender throughout the course yeah. of his career when he's brought it night to night. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. You could see them try to turn Aiden into, Hey, let's try to get him into, you know, three, you know, con you know, three, 10 million contracts. If we can something in that range, just to fill out some depth. And then what you can do if you're the Suns is you resign like Bismack Biombo, you resign yeah. Jock Landale and you keep those guys on the roster as, you know, guys who can, pulled down the center spot for the most part. And then you figure it out. You probably at some point through all this, you add a small ball option to play, play the five and it'll be you know, really, really interesting. Torrey Craig's value just went way up to the suns. He's a free agent who uh, is one of the few guys who's not coming off a minimum that they could mm -hmm. ish Wainwright, who they have a team option on, you know, that's a valuable player Landale because they have at least, I believe it's early bird rights on him. They could, you may see him get a contract that looks a little like, wait, what is happening here? Because, you know, that that could plus up his, his trade value coming. So, you know, there's a lot of things going into this where the Suns are going to have to rebuild considerable amounts of depth. They were going to have to do that anyway, but now they have to do it even more so. Do they have full bird on Tory Craig? Uh, they do, I think. Let me check. Okay. So in, in early bird on Tory Craig, but that should okay. be more than that's enough. enough. For, for him, they do have Darius Baisley 
um, coming off a, a deal. You know, he's another guy now could be, you know, re-signed. Uh, they've got Damian Lee, uh, Josh Akogi, those guys that were these Terrence Ross, TJ Warren, all those guys are coming off minimum deals. Now, a lot of those guys are probably minimum type players again anyway. So you may see the Suns go through and say, hey, what we're going to actually do is sign all these guys to the slight bump over the minimum using their non-bird. At least that way down the line in this season, you can start to pile together two, three, four of those guys and maybe go get yourself a you know a six to $10 million player to fill yeah. out. Baisley's another guy you could really opt. You have full bird rights on him. You could plus up his contract and sign him to some thing, you know, in the 10 million range, if you felt like that would leave that as still a tradable deal. So, you know, there's ways to get through this. It's just, you know, it's going to be a lot of minimum contracts coming here. And and your payroll is going to be massive. Obviously we're talking about a team that, I mean, almost just with Durant Booker and, and Beal, like you're going to have, we're talking, obviously you're going to be above the, the super tax this season, mm-hmm. probably next yeah. season as, as yeah. well. Easy. And that's when you, and that's when the, the real, you know, detriments, the real punishments start to kick in, in terms of not being able to sign a player on the buyout market, not being able to aggregate salaries and trade all kinds of stuff that's going to be mm-hmm. coming in. Um, we'll see. Look, I think the NBA made a concrete effort to try to prevent super teams from forming with the new CBA and the Suns are are going to try to go against it and say, we're going to do it anyway. I'm curious to see what their depth is going to look like. I think they're in trouble if they suffer an injury to any of their top guys. But again, there's a lot of teams that are in that position where they're in trouble if their top guys go out. But they're really not going to be able to withstand any kind of injury spell from, from KD, from Booker, or from Beal. And unfortunately, they're probably going to get it, right? Our history on those guys is all of them miss time, right? No, none yeah. of them are guys who stay super healthy. We talked about it when the Beal stuff first came up. He's played 90 games in the last two years um, combined. That That's it total. Now, some of that could have been higher had they not sat him at the end of a couple seasons where they were, they were kind of out of it. But it's, you know, that that's one thing. Kevin Durant, every year now, He's a good bet to miss somewhere between 20 and 30 games. Uh, just, you know, it, it yeah. always seems to happen with him. Devin Booker is starting to look like one of those guys who's probably going to miss somewhere in the 15 to 20 game range. Now, he's probably the one I feel best about staying healthy. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you keep Aiton or you at least turn him into reasonable bench players, rotation guys, and you fill out the center spot, you know, okay. I get it for Phoenix why you're, you know, kind of taking this big swing. I don't necessarily love it. Hey, you can't, you know, campaigns kind of now the only real point guard on your roster. These teams tend to go sideways when you don't have that organizer who's getting Mm -hmm. guys set. So I worry a little bit about that, but you know, I, I get why they did it. I mean, the nice thing is a lot of times when you have these, you know, so-called super teams and you form these big threes, one of the guys struggles playing off the ball. Yeah. We know Kevin Durant's fine off ball. We know Devin Booker can play off ball. And Bradley Beal, he's not always the best. He's better with the ball in his hands. He's not always the best spot-up shooter in the world, but he has a lot of experience playing off ball. So so he is a uh, you know, a guy who can play off ball as well. So this is going to be really, you know, interesting to see how they fill it up. My guess is Anybody who's left kind of standing here in a couple weeks when the cap space dries up, 
and they're looking at a minimum, they're probably going to look at Phoenix first, right? Because it's yeah. going to be, there's a lot of minutes, there's a chance to contend for a title, and there's a chance to really play. So so that's going to be, be pretty huge as well for them. All right, let's talk about the, well, I guess before we even get into the Washington side, because a lot of this is going to be, oh my God, Washington, what did you do? Um, but if you look at uh, this tweet that just came out from Chris Haynes, says that the, or it came out 10 minutes ago, Miami's focus is Portland superstar Damian Lillard with a genuine belief that this could be the offseason the veteran guard seeks a change of scenery. Um, so he is, the, Miami is basically praying that Portland does not find a good trade for the number three pick. Damian Lillard asks out, they can go after him. Maybe they've heard some things behind the scenes. I wonder how in on Bradley Beal Miami really was. If they feel Dame, if they prefer Damian Lillard, I think you can make an argument why they would. If they feel like he's going to be there in a couple of weeks on the market, I wonder what the Miami offer really looked like. Because it, at first glance, it wouldn't take much for Miami to beat this Suns offer, which makes me wonder, was the Miami offer really there? Yeah, I, I mean, I imagine Miami was interested we got reporting uh, yesterday from mark stein that was washington was motivated to make a deal quickly because what they didn't want to do was have lillard come on the market which probably would have happened after thursday's draft or on thursday at the draft or sometime around there and they didn't want to be sitting there with hey some of our best suitors the same stuff that would be offered in a beal trade you know, could be offered in a you know Damian Lillard trade, and that takes your know, teams off the off the block. And I'm not saying Bradley Beal is the same level as Damian Lillard. I'd take Damian Lillard over Bradley Beal every single day of the week, and I like Bradley Beal, but Damian Lillard's just that much better. And both contracts are they're let's face it, they're probably not going to be great, especially in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But what's going to happen in this situation is you know Washington. Very clearly, my guess is with Miami was, hey, we what we're really looking for here is we want out of this contract, right? We want to clear the books as best we can. So what they're going to get back is Chris Paul, like I said, somewhere probably in the 25 million range. It, it might even work to trade Chris Paul at this year's salary. But, but we'll see you know, what it looks like. I, I've got to get into it and run the numbers a little bit better here. Mm -hmm. But let's say they can do that. Then they might be in place where it's okay to just do it. Um, but what happens in this case is you start looking at it and it's like, all right, well, if we can get out of you know that contract, maybe takes a buyout, maybe gives back a chunk of money, whatever it is. But that's essentially expiring because he's non-guaranteed right. in 24-25. Uh, Landry Shamit, 10.25 million, whatever. That's non-guaranteed 24-25. So what you've done if you're Washington is you basically took in some money for this year about probably, let, let's just call it 35 million in that range, very likely. In, but you wiped $207 million of salary owed through the next mm -hmm. four years off your books. So so that's what they did, right? For the Wizards, it was, this isn't about acquiring Chris Paul or about acquiring no. Andrew Shaman or about acquiring, you know, six second round picks and pick swaps and whatever else they're going to get in this deal. This trade was about, you know, moving off of uh, uh, Bradley Beal's salary. That's really all this ended up being about was, was that for the Wizards. Well, that's so I like I, I tweeted, I said, I said, what a disaster for Washington. 
And I, I've got some people, I can already see it in my mentions that are firing off. No, that contract was awful. They cleared all this money and all that. No, it's a disaster in that you gave him this contract and ultimately put yourself down this path. You took your yeah. best player, you took your number one asset and you devalued it to the point where all you could get was cap space. Mm -hmm. That's brutal for Washington to take take a guy the caliber of, of Bradley Beal and devalue him to that degree. Um, this is going to be a long road back for Washington. Now, what they needed sure. to do was find a way to get Brad, get if they're going to go into a rebuild, that's fine. They needed to find a way to get assets to jumpstart that rebuild from Bradley Beal. And they're not going to get that. And that's because of the decisions that they made in terms of the contract they gave them and the fact specifically that they gave them that no trade clause that really made it tough to move on from him. Because let's face it, that's something that not just makes it difficult for the Wizards to trade him, but it's also something that other teams looking to trade for Bradley Beal have to factor in. Like, hey, if he has a no trade clause and two years down the road, we really need to move this contract, he still has a no trade clause and we're still in big trouble trying to, trying to do anything with him. So it made it so difficult to trade him that I think that if they are, they are going to be going into a rebuild here. It sets back the rebuild years because of this decision that they made with the Bradley Beal contract. They would have been better off not giving him this deal and just trading him before uh, giving him this this current contract by a lot. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, you said it off the top. It's no trade clauses are not going to be a thing moving forward. Yeah. They, they'll be the implied ones and the ones that come from one-year deals and the like. Sure. Like negotiated no trade clauses, teams just aren't going to do them. They're, they're going to basically say, no, no way on these. You know, they're, they're just really going to be like, nope, can't, can't do it. You know, this cannot be be a thing, thing we do. Shout out, Father's Day, 3,200 people watching right now. Yeah. Uh, and right. the number continues to climb. So we, we love you all. Th thanks for, for hanging out with us here, front runners. You, you guys are all the best. Now, if you're not absolutely. a front runner, subscribe, right? Yeah. Please to the channel, hit that like button. Let, let us know, you know, everything. Go subscribe on uh, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, download the shows and listen. All, all the stuff you can do to help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We appreciate all of you joining here on Father's Day. Uh, let's. And happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy father happy father's day absolutely absolutely um let's talk about what this means for christophs porzingis yeah Kyle kuzma does this is this the domino that needed to fall for porzingis to pick up his option and then get traded perhaps the wizards could add some assets by going that route or does this mean porzingis is more likely to decline his option and say nope 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 i'm getting out of here as quick as i can and uh, let me go try to sign somewhere in free agency. What what path does this put us down for KP? Yeah, I, I want to talk Kuzma very quickly yeah. first because his is the easier one. He's opting out no matter what. He is not opting in at thirteen no. million, and he's going to be somewhere else. Washington's not going to resign him. They're headed into a full rebuild. They don't need Kyle Kuzma in a full rebuild. He's not. It's not that Kyle Kuzma is old, but he's old enough. He doesn't make sense on a team that's going to fully rebuild. So you know. You see, see you later, Kyle Kuzma. That's you know puts him very much in play for any of the cap space teams. Maybe, maybe, maybe Washington does a sign and trade mm -hmm. if an over the cap team wants to to do something for Kuzma and they can turn it into hey, we're going to collect even more assets yeah. that way. Porzingis's situation is weird. Had they kept Bradley Beal and it was the old front office, and I'm repeating some stuff here, but I know we've got a lot of new new people watching and listening today. 
had they kept the old front office, the assumption was Porzingis was going to opt out and then re-sign to a big contract, right? To yeah. something probably four years, 120 million, something $30 million a year range, lock in a bunch of money long-term. Once the new front office came in, that seemed far less likely to be the path forward for Washington. Once this Beal stuff started, it was very clear that was not going to be the path. So now if you're Porzingis, well, you're sitting here debating, and his option date's only three days away. He has to decide on the 21st. That is his option deadline, unless they mutually agree to push TikTok. it back. And I don't think they're going to, because I think they're going to want clarity going into draft day. So with Kristaps Porzingis, what's going to happen is he is going to kind of be looking and deciding on, all right, do I want to opt out? And hopefully there's a team sitting there ready to hand me 30 plus million dollars a year, you know, or a long-term deal for a five-year deal or whatever it is. Well, four years, if it's another team, do I want to do that? Right. Is that, is that where I want to go? Or do I want to opt in knowing Washington will then probably trade me wherever I go, we'll have my full bird rights and off we go from there. My guess is we're going to see Chris Haps Porzingis opt in and then probably get traded by Washington ahead of, I don't know if it'll happen ahead of the draft, but probably, you know, we'll have some leak of a deal terms coming out, mm -hmm. you know, towards the start of a free agency. Yeah. that And that's now a major shift that we're going to see on the market. I mean, there's going to be a domino effect here beyond just Phoenix and beyond just Washington in terms of the players that are out there now, I mean, Kyle Kuzma is now available. Whereas back in the trade deadline, we would have said, oh, Kuzma back to Washington. That's happening. Um, now, Porzingis potentially getting on the market. Maybe it's via sign and trade. Maybe it's it's in free agency, but that pushes him onto the market as well. And then, of course, Chris Paul. Uh, I can't imagine Washington is adding Chris Paul to actually keep Chris Paul. Um, probably we'll see a buyout coming here. And if you're Chris Paul, this is actually a good thing. Right. I mean, Chris Paul was wanting Phoenix to do something with him prior to the 28th, which was their deadline to decide what they were going to do with this contract. Now he gets his guaranteed amount. It's going to go up. He's mm -hmm. going to get he's going to get significantly more money and the Wizards are probably going to cut him free. And then he's going to pick where he wants to go in free agency. So if he wasn't going to stay with the Suns, this is a pretty good outcome here for, for Chris Paul. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think his best outcome probably would have just been staying with the Suns and seeing his deal fully guaranteed sure. at thirty point eight million. But it seemed like that was completely off the off, you know, off the realm of possibility, right? That seemed like that was off the table, not going to happen. So I think what happens in this situation with Chris Paul is, I think you're going to see Chris Paul. I think Washington tries to find another trade first. Right. The, mm -hmm. My guess is this trade will get done probably within the next day or so, if not completely done today. It's a little weird. It's Sunday. It's Father's Day. I'm pretty sure nobody at the league office is super thrilled about jumping in to, to no. you know, process a trade. So this will probably get done tomorrow. Then what happens is that gives the Wizards a few days before that contract guarantee goes to full to try to find another trade for Chris Paul. And you, you're going to have teams that may say, all right, you know, we like Chris Paul, we we think that could be good. Maybe they don't find a deal for him. That wouldn't be you know completely surprising either. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then what the Wizards will likely do is either straight wave him or they'll buy him out. He'll reduce that number down a little bit more. As we said, it looks like it's going to be 24 
five, just over 25 million. I, I don't think it's going to get to 25 and a half. So it should be just, just under that. I've been kind of trying to run the math here a little bit. So just over 25 million for Chris Paul to get that trade to, to push through. So what happens is that goes through and now you're in a spot with, with Chris Paul where, you know, he, he should be, you know, in a uh, spot where, you know, we're, we're good to go. Then everything moves forward. And maybe he says, all right, I can reduce that down to 20 and I'll go pick mm-hmm. my next spot or whatever. So Washington, I'll be stunned if Chris Paul uh, ever suits up for the Wizards, quite frankly, if he ever even travels to Washington as part of this trade. that's They don't care about physicals or anything about like that. That's not what this is about. And then we'll see you know, how it goes down. It's not dissimilar outside of the partial guarantee portion to what happened with Russell Westbrook at the trade deadline with yes. going to Utah. It was never about the player. It was only really about the contract. And, and there will be a number of teams who will pursue Chris Paul on the buyout market. Now, we talked a bit about yeah. offset um, and uh, why that matters. One, sorry, one thing. Cannot yeah. go back to the Suns, though. That yes. dab would be off the table, right. would not be able to go back to the Suns because the Suns would be uh, in a spot where they would be uh, uh, trading him. They, they, they'll they have a one-year restriction. So just in case anybody thought there was going to be something shady pulled there, we'll not be able to go back to the Suns. But right. yeah, yeah well, with the set off and, and all that, I know that's where you're going next. Yeah, so what is that in terms of, like if somebody offered him a full mid-level exception of 12.2 versus a taxpayer mid-level of 5 million, a biannual exception of just over 4 million, uh, or a veteran minimum, he doesn't actually see that full. Like the difference between a veteran minimum and 12.2 million full mid-level is not actually roughly $10 million. He's not going to get all of that because some of that will still go to offset. Or does that change at all because he's been traded now? Yeah, and in, in, it's so dumb because you called it offset the nba cba set actually off, calls yeah. it set off for some stupid reason i don't i've never fully understood that <laughs> um and no one's ever been able to explain but, it either but they, they also um, there is no palenka rule there's no Derek <laughs> rose rule there's no sure, alan houston yeah. rule like yeah. larry bird rule there's not you know none of that it's just well the bird thing is bird real. thing that i is, guess that's, that's real. real but yeah but most of them um, what we know yeah, them by the are really with the cba well. yeah. yeah there's no palenka rule but we're, we're gonna make that happen oh, um yeah. But it is, you know, with the uh, with Chris Paul. What let, let's say he takes twenty five million, uh, takes the full amount he's owed from from the Wizards. He's hitting his twenty five million on the books. Let's say he gets twelve million, the, the full mid level from a team. Let's just say a team can give him the twelve million. What happens is in set off, some of that will come off the Wizards books, but it doesn't come off till after the season. Um, provided that's you know what's agreed to you know in terms of the waiver. So if that's what's agreed to as terms of the waiver that there is set off, that comes off, but it comes off after the season. So it doesn't really matter in terms of practical planning. Yes, Washington will, will save a little bit of actual cash. You know, mm-hmm. in this they're not going to save. You know, they're not going to create any extra cap space. That said, if you're the Wizards, you can now get to a point where you could reasonably probably get to cap space uh, this summer. Because if you just said, all right, we're done with Porzingis and Kuzma. And if Porzingis opted out, of course, that that's the only real way. But if they did that, you could just renounce both of them, wave Paul, and you'd have very little you know, actual money sitting on your books. You'd probably have, you know, I'll say in the range of, you know, probably 60 to $80 million pending i'd have to add up all the salaries but but you're you're in a spot where they could really come into a spot where it's like all right it's you know they could get cap space you know this summer my guess is this is more about 
the summers down the line uh, mm. versus this this specific summer. Because like like we've said, I think Porzingis is going to opt in, and now that'll be how that'll uh, process forward. But but we're going to find out here in the next few days as these options come due. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. All right, let's get into some of our questions and comments here. Mustafa yeah, Doty said, can I please get hired as the Wizards manager? Worst trade in NBA history. My God, Wizards fans, I'm sorry for y'all. Kuzma's gone uh, to KD3 uh, super team. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Given the situation they're in, just getting off the contract is probably a good thing. But yikes. yikes. Yeah, but- and a lot of that comes back to the decision to give him that contract. Yeah, and let's be fair, this Wizards front office did not give him this contract nor this no-trade clause, so they are doing what they can to clean up somebody else's mess. Right. This is basically you're you're walking into a, a you know a trash house and you're you're gonna gut it and try to rebuild it. That's mm-hmm. that's what what this new front office is doing. So what they're they're gonna attempt to do here is you know rebuild you know on the fly and having Bradley Beal off the the books that helps. Did they get a lot back? Absolutely not. But they got cap flexibility and that's that's what they were going after you know in this situation it's kind of like you know you you you, you like you said you kind of come into one of these uh you know uh house flipping shows and there's a whole bunch of furniture left in there and it's like mm-hmm. oh, the furniture is kind of okay but it doesn't fit what we're gonna do so let's just get what we can for that furniture and then let's get the house and move forward that's kind of what's happening here uh for the wizards front office uh porzingis and kuzma they weren't going to be a part of things anyway, so I don't feel yeah. too bad for that. Uh, a Ron said, Wiz love Beals so much he screwed them, yeah. LOL. Well, I mean, that's like he has the no trade clause. He yeah. can say, no, I want to play him. with this guy. Like, I mean, look, it, the Wizards also could have said no. Yeah. They, they could have just said, okay, well then we're not, we don't want to trade you to Phoenix for this. So yep. if you, you really want to be part of this rebuild. Yeah. They, he, they could have done that too. And they, and they chose not to do that. So, um, Sergio said, Frank Vogel is getting set up to fail with this trade. Appreciate the hard work, fellas. I don't think the Suns necessarily are going to fail, but I do think you're, again, taking a defense-first head coach, and so far he's got a bunch of offensive players who aren't really good defensively. So that's going to be a challenge for him. Now, what do the Suns do from here? Again, if you could somehow split eight and up and get three good defensive players out of him or two good defensive players or something, that'll make a difference. But... This is so the NBA with the new CBA has set, and the Players Association is part of agreeing to this. But they've set up a collective bargain agreement with the goal of one of the goals of preventing things like this from happening. So now the question is, what happens? This is going to be the test here, right? I think for some reason, the first thing that comes into my head is the movie Suicide Squad, where they've all got the bombs in the back of their necks. And they finally convinced the one guy, oh, no, 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 it's not even real. Go ahead. You can go. You can escape. You can go. And he goes and he climbs up the damn wall. And, and sure enough, they blow the bomb. Um, that's the Suns right now, right? They, they've got the NBA has put this system in that's we're effectively looking at it as a hard cap. Don't cross that $179.5 million. The Suns are saying we're going to do it anyway. The rest of the league is going to kind of sit and watch and, and see what happens. Um, I'm sure some teams may try to follow them, but does this implode and they don't have the depth to actually create a, a really good championship caliber team or does it work? They are going to test this system that the NBA has put in 
and see whether or not they can get away with doing this. And we'll find out. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to go to Suicide Squad 2 or The Suicide Squad, I think it's called. Yeah, right. Um, Where like they have the two teams and half the team gets, sorry, spoilers, somebody hasn't seen like a five-year-old movie. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they get killed right off the bat, right? Like in the the opening 10 minutes of the movie or whatever. Yeah. A whole half the team is completely wiped out. I mean, that's kind of what Phoenix did, right? They they wiped out half the team. And now you're left with with the stars of the movie and we, we move forward from there and then we'll see if anybody gets the captain flag treatment and gets gets murdered by uh uh oh my gosh yeah what's his peacemaker peacemaker yeah Yeah. gets gets murdered by peacemaker down the line oh god who is peacemaker in this we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to come up. With we'll it. call anybody a murderer. <laughs> uh, Jarrell said, this is bad for the league because now teams like the Lakers, Celtics, Warriors will look to add a third star instead of keeping depth. Yeah, I don't... I, again, I think the majority of the league... The majority of the league is going to look at that $179.5 million number, that second tier, as a hard cap. They are not going to want to yeah. pass it because of all of the repercussions of doing so. The Suns, they've got a new owner who's in looking to make a splash, looking to change a lot of stuff around. And they're saying, whatever, we're going to go for it. We're going to do whatever we can. They have no picks moving forward. They've got three injury-prone guys. They're going to have no depth. Maybe it works. These are three very talented players. We look at Durant. We look at Booker. We look at Beal. These guys are great. Maybe it works. But I think there is some of the the bravado of new owner coming in saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna run this like my fantasy team, and I'm gonna go for it." It may not work. I think a lot of other teams will be more cautious than than the Suns are. And, and look, you got to give them some credit for having the guts to to go for it and, and everything. But I don't think this is a path that we're going to see a lot of other teams eager to follow down. Um, maybe there's a few, but I don't think this starts a new super teams arms race or anything like that like we've seen in, in the past yeah and and i think you know teams are going to look just as much at 
Denver, who won by having eight really good rotation guys. Yep. Yo, that, that was a, I mean, obviously they've got stars at the top too, but having, you know, a deep team, you know, they, they wouldn't have won without, you know, Gordon and KCP and mm-hmm. Bruce Brown and, you know, all their other guys. So that's, that's a challenge, right? It's, again, this is further proof. There's no one way to build a team, right? There's, there, there's certainly, you know, multiple, you know, approaches you can take and the Suns are taking the, you know, the, to, to use still a fantasy, you know, sports term, the stars and scrubs approach of, mm-hmm. you know, and not to say the players they get will be scrubs, but it's what that term means is you spend most of your uh, auction money on a handful of stars. And then you believe you can fill out with, you know, $1 players, which in this will be the equivalent to minimum players, you know, at the, the, the back of your roster and fill mm-hmm. it up because you think you can pick off, you know, diamonds in the rough better than anybody else can. The Suns are going to have to do that. And of course, like I said, you know, in two weeks when free agency starts and the first wave of free agency is over, we are going to have a handful of guys standing around that are good, helpful players. They're going to be like, I could go there for the room exception. Yeah. Or I could take 5 million less ish in that range and go to Phoenix, play a ton of minutes and maybe compete for a title. And for some guys, that's going to be exactly what they'd rather do. You know, we, we've seen that over the years. So they'll, they'll fill out their depth. Their big problem is going to be, you know, these guys don't play, you know, an average of 60 games a piece, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're not more important, if they're not he- healthy come playoff time, they're not going to stand a chance because they won't have the depth to step up and, and take on those minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Andrew said, thanks for covering this. Happy father's day. Happy father's day as well. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Appreciate it. Wicked Bronco. How can the Suns even logistically make a full roster with all the cap space they have now? Uh, again, it's going to be a lot of minimum guys. Uh, why was everyone giving the Suns all-stars <laughs> for cheap? Well, again, like I mean, the Nets didn't be, give but, it, it wasn't cheap. The Nets trade. Cause they see, he says Nets are dumb. You got Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson and four first round picks. Yeah. And Not I mean, look, was, Mikhail Bridges looked really good. Yeah. Mikhael the, Bridges is really good. Cam Johnson's pretty good. And you know, uh, you know, the four first round picks, let's see, you know, where, where this goes, you know, cause a lot of those picks, they're going to come do what it's probably Devin Booker is the only guy yeah. still on the Suns and playing. In two years, we might be looking at Mikhail Bridges and going, Oh, so this is, you know, trading SGA to get Paul George, right? Like this is yeah, where, where SGA is now the better. And again, Paul George is not like on the downside of his career or anything, but, but sure. I would rather have SGA. If it was straight up, I'd rather have Shea Gildas Alexander um, mm-hmm. than, than Paul George. And it's possible that in two years, Kevin Durant has started to decline a bit more and, and Bridges could be on the way up. We'll see that. So I don't look at that Nets trade as necessarily bad, but but the Wizards, the mistake was giving him the contract. That was, yeah. that was the big mistake. This is not a good return for them at all, but the, at least they're getting out of that contract. Uh, Lakers could have given the Wizards more. That's the it, rub it in this whole thing, right? Where they could get it. Now, when I read that last part of this, I get where this guy's angry. No, they couldn't have. What with what? Yeah, what are you gonna give? Like they yeah. don't want D'Angelo Russell. They want yeah. pure cap space. That's what yeah. they want. Yeah, they don't want to um, take on D'Angelo Russell in a sign and trade for you know any amount of money more than what no. Chris Paul was gonna be making on their team. And they, they don't I mean, yeah, they could have given, I guess, a well, couple of Beasley and picks, Mo Bamba, but, but that's you know, that's expiring, I mean, it, but that's it. Again, I'm going to say it, the Lakers have seen what that looks like when you have three dudes making, you know, $40 million a year a piece. Like they, yep. they know what that looks like. And it's not good, especially when all three of those guys would be very injury prone. Like they, they, 
that's not they weren't they weren't in play here because it's not something that they want to do um anyway so yeah uh and he also chimed in the new cba was supposed to stop this stuff from happening lakers have to do something now like not crazy but definitely something big i hope lakers kick the tires on low portland will not give damian lillard to the lakers period they won't teams yeah why are teams helping phoenix it's not well, and part of it is it's it's across like if Phoenix was in the east, okay, maybe it'd be a little bit different, but probably not. Washington's gonna be rebuilding anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think teams are necessarily helping Phoenix. Uh, as far as the Lillard trade, again, Portland will not give Damian Lillard to the Lakers. They yeah, won't. And the, there's there's a lot of teams that that will not make a trade with the Lakers. And you gotta look beyond Bradley Beal as Bradley Beal is the player, and you have yeah. to see it as Bradley Beal player and Bradley Beal's contract. They did not help out the Suns here. You know, they 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 got rid of a massive massive contract. Like this is fine for the Suns. I don't have an issue with this being for the Suns, but let's not act like they just gave him to the Suns and the Wizards get nothing at all out of this. It's not a great return. No. No, of course it isn't. But it was never going to be a great return because of what the contract is. So right. all things considered, they get a neutral return for a player that's probably a neutral value at best. At this point, given the age, injury concerns, and contract balanced against his talent, that's probably a neutral player. They got basically a neutral return by clearing a ton of salary cap space and you know a handful of middling uh, draft assets. So you know, I, I have no, no issue with that you know, uh, from the Wizards' side. Marty Collins said basketball reasons, the sequel, (laughs) the league owned the Hornets at that point. And that was a a key element to the mess that happened there. But yeah, that's, they're not going to jump in and like veto a trade. They acted as the owner of the Hornets in that situation. And look again, it was a mess. It was a bad look for the league, but um, it's, it's a very different situation here. Uh, This one. Yeah. Right. We we went over this already, so I won't rehash it. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, CP3 getting waived now, most likely. Um, the league helps Kevin Durant again. Are when we did sure? they help Kevin Durant the first time? I right like I don't yeah I don't get that right. There was a massive salary cap spike, and that was the league helping Kevin Durant, yeah. and they that was won. the league was trying to yeah. not let that happen yeah nobody wanted it was the the players association who said no we we want that oh this is a good one said will the suns have the taxpayer mid-level no no they will not the suns are the suns are closer to the actual sun than they are to the you know did second tax apron (laughs) super tax line like they're gonna be they're gonna be up in your warriors if they resign draymond and clippers territory and you're way way up there in terms of uh you know super tax they will not have the tax pyramid level it'll be you know that that's going to be off the board for them yeah uh bill said really love the show but who do you think is going to shoot the threes on this team i assume that means the sons kevin durant devin booker and bradley Bradley beal yeah those guys are going to shoot threes (laughs) i mean they all shoot threes so Yeah. Oh, they all three of them can score at all three levels. Yeah, like I've you know no no like yeah I'm not, I, shooting is the least of the concerns I have for for this team possibly. I I'm a little concerned about their ball handling. Yeah. Um, you know those guys are good ball handlers for uh, guys who have primarily played on the wing. Um, mm-hmm. None of them are uh, true you know playmakers for others. They're all good at it, but you know none are great. And someone's gonna have to give. And my guess is 
probably be Beal and Booker combination of the two, right? They'll seed some shots to to each other some and, you know, take on more of the playmaker role. And then obviously I'm very worried about their defense, you know, depending on what happens with uh, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, they've got to figure out a way to to find defensive players because that's they may out, outscore some teams, but come playoff time, you got to have the defense. Senpai said, "I see this basically as a sign and trade more than anything. Wizards had to give that contract to Beal mm. to not lose an asset. It's better than a sign and trade type return. I mean, if that was what you were feeling, you were going to have to give to Beal, then trade. Uh, we have a little bit of news per Ooh. Woj." Ooh. Part of the reason for holding up full completion on the Wizards' Suns trade will be to allow Washington to field offers from third teams that would give Chris Paul a chance to land with a contender. Okay. So okay, so they, they may try to flip him. Yep. We'll see. Um, I would be kind of surprised if anybody, especially if he's got $25 million guaranteed, if that's what it takes to get the deal done, I would be surprised if a team... Although I if apologize. It turns into a Josh Robbins trade. actually had that first. Sorry. Okay. Josh Robbins, the athletic, had that about eight minutes ago. Okay, that's my bad. So, I would be surprised oh. if a team was willing to give that. <laughs> All right, what here now? we go. Washington Wizards are likely to. This is from Chris Haynes. Reroute Chris Paul in a trade. In the Los Angeles Clippers are expected to pursue a reunion with the future Hall of Famer. Oh, now that's where it gets super interesting. So let's do some stuff here. We said Chris Paul. You know, let's just. 25 30 million right that's yeah that's what it's gonna be sitting at well if i'm the clippers guess what i can get to super duper easy with all expiring contracts by trading nick batum robert covington and marcus morris or norman powell or Mm -hmm. if i wanted to go terrence Mann, whoever it is i could throw all those guys into a trade and there's my 30 million dollar salary match for chris paul and off we go Ooh, that's that yeah. is an, an interesting option there. Now that would also mean what the hell happens to Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he's not he's gonna want to come back and be CP3's backup in yeah. LA, especially not on the minimum. So yeah, that turns Russ into you know, all right, where do you want to go? Where do you want to play? Russ reunite with KD and Phoenix on the minimum as the Suns point guard. That'd be kind of fun. That's that'd be Got interesting. The shooting to cover for him. Yeah, they do. They do. Maybe. Uh, Jeremy, CP3 to the Lakers. Well, it sounds like CP3 to back to the, the Clippers. <laughs> and give me D'Lo plus Bamba for Porzingis. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the Wizards would be all over that. But the problem is that you've got to do the, the multiple years of D'Lo. And the Wizards clearly want no future salary on the books. They just yeah. want cap space and future assets. What was Miami not thinking beating this deal with Lowry Robinson? I'm sure they Miami's tried. Miami's got an idea that they can get dame because i agree the yeah, miami he could have beaten this offer pretty easily two things for miami one is there's the reporting that they think dame's gonna become available so they'd rather go for him totally makes sense on that yeah. part of it i think the other piece on there is you know uh yeah i think the other piece would be on um that is i don't know that washington wanted duncan robinson's contract pass this year that's true right so that's that that's probably part of it too you know people are people are ripping me in the chat and call me a lakers hater let's flip that let's say the lakers had chris Stapps porzingis and the washington wizards wanted to trade d'angelo russell and mo bomba for him would you do that if you're a lakers fan no you wouldn't you would say no so just stop 
right? It's not like they're not, they don't want D'Angelo Russell. They don't want Mo Bamba. Like they're not, you know, that, not, this is just in your feelings, upset and angry because a good player went to another team that's in your division that you have to compete with. Like, you know, grow up. There's, I think there's a lot of people too that don't, like we hear Christoph Porzingis and you think of him from a couple of years ago, the super injury prone guy that never really yeah. got it. And, and we're not thinking of Christoph Porzingis in terms of what he did here. this past. Yeah. He's been great this, this last season. He was fantastic. So I yeah. think his value is definitely up. Um, but it's also not, we're just thinking of player for player and sure. not factoring in Washington doesn't want, clearly they badly don't want future salaries exactly. on the books. Yep. So anything that's built around a player that's going to require a future salary they're not going to want. That's yeah. that's the problem. What's crazy is that um, expiring contracts didn't have a lot of value for a few years there. Not like they there was a point where they had a ton of value, then they didn't have a lot of value, and now it seems to have swung back the other way. Where now they've got tremendous value again, based on what we're seeing happen here. Yeah, big time. Yeah, they, it's this is what happens when you're in a mostly capped out environment. Things like expiring deals have value again. Uh, things like sign and trades come way back into play that you know, haven't necessarily been in play, uh, you know, for for a while. So that's that, that's where we get to. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be in a you know interesting spot, you know, with, with that stuff. So because I don't care if the Lakers get Chris Paul, like I, I really don't like if they do great. I mean, that'd be a good move for them. I have no problem because it probably be Chris Paul on the minimum for the you know, equivalent of the taxpayer mid-level. That's a great mm-hmm. move for them. So no, no issue at all. If they go there, I don't care if he goes to the Clippers or the Lakers. It doesn't, those kind of things don't matter to me. <laughs> like, it's just funny where people think I you know care about that. Like, it's just, you know, it's just you're repeatedly pushing, you know, these goofy trades for great players, you know, why, why stop at Chris Lapp's Porzingis, you know, go get, you know, I don't know, go get Giannis might as well. Right. You know, be, trade, you know, get it. You'd probably have to throw in Malik Beasley, you know, and that, that pushes it too far. But I mean, come on, guys. Sure. To be fair, <laughs> if we're, what are we talking about this whole show? We're talking about the Suns getting Bradley Beal for nothing in terms of actual players Major going back or anything. So if Bradley you're, if, $208 million. Exactly. Exactly. What I'm saying, not yeah. everybody factors in. When people just yeah. look at players, they go, oh, that's a really good player yeah. for nothing. And they don't think about contracts. So that's, yeah. And then they you start know, adding up 2K ratings and think that equals exactly. Out that's that's part of it too. Uh, Teddy said, "Do you think trading Aiton to Brooklyn for DFS, Patty Mills, and Royce O'Neal is reasonable?" That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I are you doing that if you're Brooklyn taking yeah, on that long term deal? Tough part because they really like like Nick Claxton quite a bit, so that becomes your problem there, right? Is you know, you, you can't play Aiton and Claxton together. Um, I don't, I don't hate the value. I think the value is fine there. Um, you know, for, for the, the Suns, you get, you know, two role playing forwards mm-hmm. and in, that's presuming, right. You know, we're going to sign a center or two for the minimum, whether that's the guys you already have or other guys who just, you know, miss out on money, you know, as free agency, you know, money dries up there. Um, Patty Mills, I, that's kind of just a throw in, I guess. I, I don't know how much he has left in the tank at this point, but I don't hate the value. I just think for the Nets, it's it, it's just a weird fit because they have Claxton, who they really really like. So that that's yeah. where it gets a little little a little that's sideways, true, but true. it's it's not the end of the world, right? I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you could have both of them and just kind of you know, all right, we've got our forty eight minutes of center point covered and we'll figure it out. Uh, the way I look at it, the Lakers gave what three seconds for Rui, save Sun gave two seconds for, but, but Rui wasn't on a $200 million deal, 
I understand the like contract. The are going to get more than two seconds, though, right? I haven't seen. I mean, yeah, there's I'm, been a lot of stuff they're giving pick out, swaps, so. but yeah. Uh, what's next? Boston gives Jalen Brown to Phoenix for some pennies. NBA hit, hates the Lakers. Now, come on, man! Like there were some rough moments this last season with the officiating and stuff like that. With the Lakers. There's rough moments with a lot of teams. Um, <laughs> just the way it goes sometimes. But you know, I'm not. I, I don't think this is the NBA hates the Lakers or something. Are there teams that won't won't trade with the Lakers? Yes. There are teams that don't want to do it. If they have a similar deal with another team, they'll do that deal with another team over a trade with the Lakers. But that's that's what happens. That's what happens yeah. when, when you win a lot and teams get frustrated and all that. That's the way that goes. Keith, you get that with the Celtics sometimes. I mean, yeah, more than sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. Like imagine if the like if the if the 76ers or the Knicks are doing a deal and they can trade with somebody not the Celtics, they're going to trade with not the Celtics. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, um. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to get into into this one. How does the Beal yeah, like trade this. affect the cost slash set the bar for trading other top tier players like Zach Levine, Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard, etc.? That's a good question. What does I don't this think mean it really the changes things at all? Because again, you're you have to almost evaluate Bradley Beal as two separate entities. There's Bradley Beal, the player and Bradley Beal, the contract Bradley Beal's contract turns it into a, like his contract is age is injury history. Put all those together that offsets his talent as a player that turns it into a very like kind of for lack of a better term, neutral type of player. Right. And that's why the return was lessened. Right. It, it mm-hmm. was far lessened on this. Um, all three of those guys that were listed all have very different values as as players because Damian Lillard, you're going to factor in age and contract concerns. But Damian Lillard was also, you know, maybe he had one of his best years of his career last year. Mm-hmm. It shows no signs of slowing down. He should be plenty good. Um, but another massive contract that's going to factor in if he's, you know, ever is traded. Uh, Zach Levine, you've got a nagging knee injury that won't go away. Also a very big contract. Jalen Brown, you have a you know potential. Let's take the extension portion out of it on the Celtics side, but you've got potentially they were to trade him, his value would come down slightly, unless the team trading for him knew we could get him resigned as a free agent because he's only got one year left under his contract. So all three of those guys, they have issues too. They don't have issues quite to the level of Bradley Beal. None of them do, mm-hmm. um, and they're all you know, either younger, better better all around or you know have better contracts but yeah it's you know all all those things but i don't think it changes anything i think if a team was yeah we'll go all in for damian lillard multiple picks and players and everything else i don't think beal going for this changes that because i think everybody around the nba is going to look at it and say all right we know what the deal is with this beal trade yeah i mean damian lillard's contract has been mentioned as you know not being very good either yeah but it's not this Beal contract. I mean, Beal may like aside from like Ben Simmons, who I mean, we don't know if he's going to play again or what that's going to look like. He's this is certainly one of the worst contracts in the league that Beals? that's getting traded here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think without. I, I don't want to say the worst because I think there's some other ones that we could discuss, but it's certainly one of yeah. them. The tough part with Lillard is it's yeah you know, what he's owed is 216 million over the next four years, so he's owed about nine million more. Uh, than Bradley Beal is. Mm-hmm. His, his big issue is 
it's that $63 million player option in 26, 27, when he will be, let me make sure I have this right. He will have turned 36 years old ahead of that final season. Mm. So that's where that one gets, you know, super sideways. And it's very likely this happens with all these guys. This is why you're starting to hear some of the stuff about uh, Philly's not sure about giving James Harden a full, you know, max deal because mm-hmm. I think what teams are looking at is when these guys get to these age outside of LeBron, who is just, you know, he's one of one, everybody starts to turn kind of sour at the end, right? Yep. Chris Paul's contract a couple of years ago, we're like, yeah, 30 million for Chris Paul is fine. Now, all of a sudden that Chris Paul is coming off an injury plague season and he wasn't so great last year. That starts to turn into, oh, this is not such a good contract anymore. And I know it's partially guaranteed and blah, blah, blah. But that turns into a whole thing. That's where Lillard's going to be. That's where Beal's going to be. You're paying in those last couple of years for past performance at that point. That's really yeah. what it's about. You know, you're, you know, it's like whatever Kawhi and PG get on their next deals. The last couple of years of those are probably going to be kind of ugly. Like it's just kind of how it goes with, with these big contracts at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't, I agree. I don't think this does a lot. This is a very unique situation with a contract. So I don't know this changes the market that much, particularly with the Wizards yeah. and what they're they're looking to do here. Um, all right. And of course, the no trade clause is huge there. Yeah. Mark Allen, uh, Kuzma, Gafford for Beasley, Bamba, one or two seconds. Like That would involve Kuzma opting in and he's not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's you, the you, challenge, right? He's he's worth way more than the thirteen million dollar player option he has. Yeah. And the Lakers, it gets really hard for them to do a sign and trade because they would trigger the hard cap, and they'd end up right up against the the hard. And we all know what that did for the Lakers having to fill out the roster a few years ago. So that's yeah. I would say probably not in that case, well, just because of the complexity involved. And I'm sure the thinking here is, well, Gafford has a long, he has three more years left on his deal. Sure. And so they're, okay, you're clearing some salary for them and things like that. But yeah, I would be, I would be, I think Kuzma's going to get a, a chunk of money here. Like yeah, he's I think so what, probably 20, 20, 25, something like that. Yeah, probably closer to 25, I guess, would be my guess. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, a few others want, want to knock out the, the I mean, we got a handful of others that I, Thought rolled in. Oh, okay. yep. I missed. I missed a few. I missed <laughs> yeah. a few. Here they are. Here they are. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch. Okay. Um, how would you guys we solve the Bulls' fire. problems? And right. we'll give you a longer answer to this um, in another show. Very yeah. quickly. It's it sounds like they're going to resign Vucevic and then mm-hmm. more or less run it back. I think that's okay if you keep Vucevic's deal to like a two year deal. I don't have a huge issue with that because you're you're gonna have to work around Lonzo's contract, and it just does not seem like they're gonna lean into let's trade DeRozan, let's trade Levine, let's blow this up and start over. If they go that route, then you know, good good on them and let Vucevic just go. But sounds like they're gonna give it another round, and it's you know, it's they don't they don't have a lot of options. It's either really try to do something drastic, but then you're probably not bringing back Vucevic. So, yeah. Um, and obviously praying that Lonzo recovers and, and maybe a couple seasons from now he can be be, be back back. But um, we'll see. Bert said Aiton to Detroit. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I laughed because, sure, they need another center. They only have four yeah, of them already. They've got a bunch of them. I yeah, mean, prob- to... probably not. No. Um, and the Pacers one, maybe. There'd, you'd have some timing concerns. It would have to be delayed a little bit. 
you know, if the Pacers still wanted to go that route, because they have to wait a year because they signed them to the offer sheet yep. last year. And I, I want to say that went down on like July 6th or 7th or whatever date it was. I may be early on that. I'd have to look it up. So you'd have to just time it out and wait until, until that trade could be made legally. But I don't think so. I, I, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's, it's, man, Aiden's a tough one. It's it really he is. is tough. He's going to be very much an eye of the beholder type player. Like yes. His value, I think, will fluctuate wildly from team to yep. team. Like if you put, if you put, I don't know, Giannis on the market. Every team is going to give everything they possibly can to get him. Like his value is going to be the same from team to team. It's go all in, do everything possible to get him. Aiton, it, you talk to one team and his value might be up here. You talk to another team, it's going to be down here. They're going to be concerned about the contract and things like that. So it really depends on the team. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely in a spot with, with Aiton where it turns into, um, if I'm the Suns, if I have a bunch of dudes lined up, already where i feel like all right i and let's all or you know how i feel about the tampering stuff i think mm -hmm. it's all stupid and silly so if you already have a sense of hey we got a bunch of guys lined up for minimums that we feel pretty good about filling out our bench with and maybe resigning a couple of our own guys the Suns might be best off to just keep it right and just say yeah. hey now we we've got them and you know he's either gonna figure out july 14th uh for eight and so yeah you'd have to wait mm -hmm. you know two weeks in a free agency to you know, even even make that, and that that gets a little. That's if you went to the Pacers, um, to to be clear, just to clean that up. All right, um, we've got this one said. Do you think this should scare guys like Irving and Harden? Nah, no, it's nope. such a unique. The no trade. He's literally the only player with the no trade clause. Like mm -hmm. it was a pretty unique situation. Yeah, those um, guys are still going to get paid one way or another. No, no yeah. impact on them. Keith, we do have a, a few more left, but why don't we put those on to tomorrow's show? I'll Perfect. save them and we can and we can add them into tomorrow's show. Yeah, we already we went got, an hour here on this one. So yep, that's Father's got, Day. It is Father's Day. I've got my wife's messaging me. Are you going to be ready for our Father's Day dinner or what? <laughs> so I should probably get over to that. Uh, but I do appreciate everybody for joining us here. Yeah, Obviously, breaking not what we were expecting to do today, but the NBA, the NBA offseason greater than sign all other off seasons people at the peak amazing uh, here. so that's amazing guys yeah it was the ad trade on father's day too i don't recall i don't think it was on father's no. day okay but i couldn't I, remember if it was I'd have it to was it, up, but. it was it was such a blur that yeah <laughs> who knows yeah. It, it's nothing will ever top i don't it's gonna be hard to top zion williamson debuts there's an earthquake at summer league oh yeah and, there's you know paul george and 
Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul and all sorts of madness in uh, the span of, you know, like, a, you know, a few hours in one night. It's going to be hard to top that. But yeah, no, it's amazing that, you know, I, th- I think it was about 5,000 people pop- popped in here, you know, last minute, you know, live on Father's Day. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us and, uh, you know, breaking it down. We'll obviously talk more about this trade tomorrow as more yep. details come out. And they're like, we'll get to those other super chats that Trevor, Trevor said he's going to save up we'll get into all that stuff but thanks everybody for hanging out with us for for an hour here on father's day yeah make sure you you do subscribe if you're new to the channel subscribe to the nba front office show on youtube and of course follow us over on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts all right everybody till next time see ya and stay safe